Welcome to episode six of the Year of Love podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wu. Part of living a life you love is making sure your body is as healthy as it can be, but that pain in the neck or back is adding up. That's why 35 million Americans have chosen to do preventative care with a chiropractor. Did you know there are more than 1 million adjustments done each day? But what if that pain in your back or neck or shoulder could be a signal to ask you to pay attention to something else? We'll talk to one professional who has some insight. And noted astrologer of the stars and to the stars, Elizabeth Grace is back with her weather report, and it's a juicy one this week. But first... This week's guest is truly one of my most favorite people, someone I just really call her by her first name since she's almost a little bit like Cher, but we're pleased to have Dr. Judy Dinnerman on our show today. She is not only a doctor of chiropractic care, she's a mom, she is an author, and she's a strategist for wellness practitioners. Dr. Jody, welcome to the show. Now I have Cher in my head, like, oh, I want to sing to you, you know, <laughs> hi guys, it's nice to be here, Allison. Well, you are welcome to sing, I, I always sing the praises because of the amazing work you have done. Let's start, we first met in Princeton because you are a chiropractor and I happened to be in pain in that moment and really needed help to talk about the work that you do. Because I think sometimes people think it's just about cracking your back or getting you out of pain, but it's so much more than that. Okay, let's talk about what is chiropractic care? Oh my God. That's how much time do we have? Let's unpack that. So I became a chiropractor because when I started under chiropractic care, 30 years ago, I really experienced my world going from black and white to color. I experienced um, more sensation, more, more vitality, more energy. And, and I was intrigued. It caught me. And I've kind of been caught ever since. So chiropractic is founded on uniting the physical body with the spiritual body. And we do that with very gentle force. And there are all kinds of chiropractors out there, right? So my wheelhouse is using the least amount of force possible to get the most done. And whether you're in physical pain or emotional pain, or it's, you know, our, I always say to my practice members, you won't feel pain when you're dead. So in the meantime, you might as well learn from your pain, right? Because you're going to feel it. We're, our bodies communicate with us through symptomology. And I think that true healing is about looking at each symptom and backtracking into it and, and getting an understanding of what the signal is. What is our body trying to communicate? And my job as a chiropractor is to clear any interference, to clear the channel so that you're very connected to what your body is trying to do and you have the best chance at doing it. And do you find that in our very busy, hurried lives, that we don't slow down enough. I mean, oftentimes being on your table is the first moment someone is actually still. Yeah, you know, Allison, I was talking to my son. My kids totally get chiropractic because they've been adjusted since they were even a thought. And I was saying to him, a lot of people, they live a really unhealthy life. They eat unhealthy food. They don't move their body to the point of sweat regularly. They don't, they sit in a chair all day. They're looking down at their phone, you know, all this stress, physical stress, emotional stress. And then they get on my table and they lay down and they're like, it hurts everywhere. Fix it for me. And truly the responsibility of any wellness doctor is to inspire people to change behavior so that 
the cause and effect relationship is a clear one. And I always say, I've got my own pain and my own issues to fix. Like I can't fix anybody else's stuff. But what I can certainly do is shine a light and say, hey, look at this, you know, whether it's the way that you're moving your body or the way that you're holding your body or the lack of care for your body, physical, emotional body. My job is to keep you as clear as possible so that you know that a change needs to happen if you're not taking great care of yourself. You were the first person seven years ago to say to me, cut dairy, cut sugar, cut flour out of your diet and you will feel your body in an entirely different way. Now, to be very honest, when you first said that, I thought that was ridiculous because <laughs> it's a lot of things I love, quite honestly. I mean, Me too. And, and Allison, it's, and if I had my and, way, I'd be living on Snickers and Burger King and chain smoking American spirits. But you know what? It's just not how the cookie crumbles because you do what you do and you get what you get. If I put the bad stuff in, I'm going to feel horrible. So why do it? It's not worth it. But I think it's even just this notion of, and I think it's certainly gotten more attention about inflammation. And I think inflammation of the body with some of these things. I mean, I think we've at least come to the place, right? Where I think we know about smoking. There are some things that like, like we know big don't do. Right. But I think it's the more subtle things, like even the USDA food pyramid that looks at, you know, dairy and different things and not everybody's body can handle that. And I think it was the only, it took me two years to kind of finally try it. When you slow down and you stop and you take those things out and you live like that for even a week or two weeks, the difference you feel is amazing. Yeah. Usually the first week like sucks because you're detoxifying. And the other thing I'm thinking is like, you know, if you were in France and you said not smoking is obvious, it's not obvious to them because they casually smoke. But I think when wherever, where you are is, it depends on how and why we use these things, especially now with all of the craziness going on, we have to take really, we have to make our bodies as flexible and permeable to flexibility as possible. So if a certain virus or a bacterium hits my body, which there are hundreds of that, if not thousands of viruses in my body right now, as we speak, I need to be a really bad host to a virus, especially a scary one, right? So how do you become a bad host? you keep the inflammation levels as low as possible. How do you do that? You don't eat the inflammatory foods. You, you exercise really well. If you're, if I push on your belly and it's soft, you've got to change it. You got to make sure that your core is as strong and solid as possible so that there's a balance in the way that your body is distributing forces. There's a balance in if a force hits your body, whether it's a virus or an insult or a car accident or a fall, whatever it is, your body can balance that force and integrate and process it. What's happening with most people who are sick is a force hits their body and it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. They can't handle any more force. So they go into fight or flight. So things like chiropractic, exercise, eating well, spending time with your loved ones, taking a nap in the middle of the day, like all of these things are the things that make our body flexible to the forces coming in because they're going to come in until the day we're done on the planet, right? You are also somebody who totally practices what you preach. And so I have been with you on this journey as you're somebody who went on the health and fitness side, somebody who found a modality, CrossFit, and adopted it and totally love it. Can you talk about what that journey was for sure. you? Because you really have been 
putting and this together. You know, still, I still have like imposter syndrome even talking about it because I, I'm on this journey with you guys. Like I'm trying to figure it out every day. So for right now, what works for me is I... I push my body physically hard a few times a week where I'm like, <gasps> like panting for breath. And what I have found is if I do that, my lungs get full range. Like last night I rode 5,000 meters. Do you know how it, it took me 22, 23 minutes to row 5,000 meters. I wanted to stop every minute. I wanted to give up. I was rowing with women who are half my age and it, it's a long row, right? Nothing in me wanted to be doing that row, but you know what? I finished it and I came home and all night long, I was smiling from ear to ear because I knew that I had done that for my body. So it takes every ounce of energy for me to get on the rower or to lift the weights or to lift the weights, put them down, lift the weight, right? But when I'm done doing it, yes, I feel authentic in my expression of Jody Dinnerman on the planet. I also know that if a virus does hit my body, I'm gonna be a lot stronger for it. Like you look at the people who are really having a hard time right now. They're people who, if you poke them in the center of their body, it's soft, right? Thing one. Thing two is people who are carrying more than they want to be carrying in the physical form. Thing three is there are people who don't have love and acceptance coming at them all day long, right? Thing four is they're not living their best self on the planet. So I'm a writer, I'm a creator, I'm a best friend, I'm a wife, I'm, I'm a mama, I'm a chiropractor, I'm all of these things. I wanna live my best life in each role that I'm in as authentically as possible. And you know what, Allison and everybody else, some people watch me do that and they run the other way. They can't stand me. Some people look at me and I completely freak them out. Other people look at me and lean in and they want to learn. They want to grow in my wheelhouse. And that's the truth of the matter. When you're walking a path like this, you're either going to people are gonna walk straight away or people are gonna walk straight to you. There's very rarely anything in the middle. And it's so important that when you start walking your walk in a more authentic way, that you're good with you, that you look in the mirror and you're good with you. And you're good, you know that the things that you're choosing to do to keep moving forward in the world, those things are because you wanna be a better expression of who you are. Like, did you start with the accepted yourself, you loved yourself, and then you started evolving and doing these things? Or did you start with the, you know, you've been in chiropractic for a number of years. Did you start there? Like, where does somebody start? I think that's really the key question. Uh, I feel People like need I'm to know how starting. To I, you know, I, so I run an entire school for wellness practitioners. It's called soup school. And you can find out more at stafflesspractice.com. And what I say to my students every single day is you start where your feet are, look down, look at where your feet are. And that's where you start. So if you're starting on day one of sobriety and trying not to smoke today, that's where you start. If you're starting on um, the day that you're about to stand in front of a thousand people and give the speech of your life then that's where you start where your feet are and there's nowhere else that you can start. You don't have any other option, right? <laughs> kind of takes the weight off your shoulders. <laughs>
Well, and how does anybody find your own Dr. Jody, right? Because you're in the you know New Jersey area, there may be people listening around the globe. How I think having a partner in this wellness journey uh-huh. is critical. Having a team, really. Yeah. How does somebody go about finding their own team building that? You know, I feel like these days, honestly, going on social media and asking who the best of the best in this or that is, people say to me all the time in my practice, everybody says your name. When you type chiropractic in Facebook, you're the only option or you're one of the three options that comes up. Everybody says your name. So I feel like if you can lean on the benefits of social media to find your people, and then when you're sitting in front of them, trust your gut. Like, does it feel good to be sitting in front of them or do you feel judged and unseen? Most wellness practitioners, you go in their office and you don't feel seen. You're spending a ton of money out of pocket. They've got three minutes to spend with you and you leave there like, what the hell was that? I feel more stuck now than I did before I came in. But if you find the practitioners who you go in their office and that experience changes your um, expression. It changes your, the way that you breathe and the way that you feel and the way that you think those are your people. And, you know, I can't say enough. There's this whole, um, there are doctors who strive for giving people that experience. And there are doctors who separate themselves for whatever reason. And practitioners who want this separation from their clients. And I lean in, my practice is joy-filled. I want people to leave my office feeling more than what they feel felt before they came in. So you find you find your circles, whether it's social media or personal friends, and you ask them, go by referral. That's my suggestion, because you never know. Never know. And where can people catch up with you and learn more about your book and your practice? Oh They're my goodness, I have a website. <laughs> drjodydinnerman.com d-r-j-o-d-i dinnerman.com and that has links to like my book and my practice and my school and all of the things is an inspiration a ball of fire and somebody who really has built a life she loves and is really a great emblem of and a model for for all of us so thank you so much Allison, I absolutely adore you i think that you are a walking example of living an authentic expression. And I'm honored to be your chiropractor. Well, I'm also still on the path because if you press my tummy, it is soft. So I'm still a work in progress as well. (laughs) Still a work in progress. So thank you so much for joining us. And now it's time for the weather forecast with Elizabeth Grace. Elizabeth? Here is the weather forecast for the week of February 20th. Now remember, in astrology, the moon drives the bus. And on Sunday, the moon is in Libra. So that means that the weekend was ripe for seeking fairness and balance in relationships and talking about it diplomatically. Now on Monday morning, notice the change as the moon enters Scorpio, which does not need to talk. A Scorpio moon needs to consolidate resources and show that it is deep, and in control. And this need continues until Wednesday morning when the moon enters Sagittarius. This is the time to broaden your horizons. Maybe you take a walk in nature, catch a foreign film, entertain a new point of view. 
Look, this whole week is about cooperation and communication, especially if your mission is to combine brilliant pixie dust with an ambitious advance. You wanna make believe and then make it happen. And on Friday, the moon enters Capricorn, getting those ambitious yet practical chores done in the office or around the house this weekend would be a good way to fulfill the Capricorn moon's need for achievement. So that's the weather forecast for the week of February 20th. And I'm your weather gal, Elizabeth Grace. Thanks, Elizabeth. It's going to be an active week. So if you want the full details, be sure to sign up for her newsletter. It's jam-packed with good info and deeper understandings of what you'll see in the news this week. You can do that by visiting elizabethgrace.com. That's all we have for this week. You can find links to all of our guests on our website, yearoflovepodcast.com. And good news, our podcast is growing leaps and bounds. We're now on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Audible. So you can even get Alexa to fetch this podcast for you. Thanks everyone for listening. Make it a great week.